attention, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, scientists, brains, and sensory organs of all ages. It is time once again for Blastro Podcast. <laughs> and now your host, that man of science, Dottore. <laughs> Ladies and gentricles, peekaboo, it's me, Dottore, from Blastro Podcast, the only podcast recorded in a hermetically sealed snifter of science! <laughs> Once Aegean, I've returned to get on your auditory nerves with some sweet and spicy Blastro posturing. In this episode, we take a long, whiskery look at one of the most majestic and deadly predators of the natural world, the human baby. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of Blaster Podcast. I'm Dottore Belordo, and today we have something very special. Well, <clears throat> all right, I'm not going to lie to you. Today we have something. Our guest today is someone we've all very met before. And so it is with no further applause that I reintroduce Chicago's own good time darling, Andy Norman. Hello, Dottore. Hello, Andy. It's good to see you again. You too. Andy Norman. Yep. Is that your real name? It isn't. My name's Andy North. Oh, you're back. You were on the sleep episode. I was. Well, Andy, it's been quite a while. It has. So let me ask you, what's new? Oh, not much. Um, I think I was very sleepy during that episode because we were preparing for a show. A show? For a play. For not a play, but like a... We do a game show, and we were starting our game show back then. When you say we, what do you mean? Ma, I work with a group of people, and we produce a game show called the Planetary Defense Force. And we just finished up doing our run. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. It's a great time. But yeah, you were sleepy then. Yes. You're not sleepy now, are you? No, I'm wide awake, Detroit, because I got news for you. Oh, boy. Mister. Uh-huh. You ready to lay it on me? I got the good news. <laughs> What's the good news? Have you ever heard of babies? Yeah. I'm going to tell you about them. Wait. What? Before you talk about the subject... I'm not taking us into the subject. I'm oh. just excited about what we're talking about today. Oh, well, spoilers. Today's episode is about babies. Did you not already tell people it was about <laughs> babies? Oh, I did. Andy, that was all the way back in the intro. <laughs> right. So, okay, we learned about what's new with you. And you were, you were just talking about your live James show. Yeah. Let me ask you, what's happening in the world of James? Um, I'm really confused by... by James? Are you talking about my old roommate, James? No! Oh, games. James, yes. Oh. Uh, not much is happening in the world of games. Honestly, we're going into summer, which is a good time for outdoor games. Yes. What, how can you play a game outdoors? Well, have you ever heard of Tetherball? <laughs> no. That's the only outdoor <laughs> game? <laughs> I mean, I guess a sport is an outdoor game. Sure. Or, like, if you have a, uh, a water balloon fight, that's a game. Or, like, playing tag or ghost in the graveyard. Ghost in the what-what? Ghost in the graveyard. How is that a James? Well, it's like... You're not actually chasing ghosts in the graveyard. This is a game that's called Ghost in the Graveyard. I call that false advertising. I think somebody goes around with a flashlight and everybody else hides. And if the person with a flashlight spots somebody in their flashlight beam, they have to yell Ghost in the Graveyard. And then they try and get back to the safety zone before all the ghosts can tag them. That sounds horrible. It's really fun. You should try it. Let's go and play it after this when the sun goes down. I'll consider it. When no one will find you. That's because I blend in with the shadows because of my new cloak of visibility. 
That bright white one? Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, man. But games are... Ba- I mean, a game is anything where you just say, like, these are some... This is how we're going to behave for the next amount of time. And there, somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. Holy crap. So you could just make up your own outside. Andy, society itself is like a James. Have you ever thought about that? No. School's like a game. What school? School is set up like a game. How so? Well, okay, so you go to class, right? Oh, sure. And you learn certain skills, so like pretend like you're playing Mario Brothers, you learn how to jump and uh, defeat enemies by jumping on their heads, right? Uh-huh. And then you hit that boss level, right, where you test all the skills you've learned so far. Oh. And you can't beat the boss level unless you've mastered all the jumping and bumping skills you've learned. That's true. What would the boss level be at school, Dottore? Uh, lunch? Nope, I can see you're not following my metaphor, but uh-huh. it would be like a test, like an like a, an exam. Oh! Is like how a boss level is, and then at the end you get ranked on how your performance was, mm-hmm. and you get a certain reward. What's the reward? Uh, I don't know, I didn't do well in school. Oh. I think you get like... A like trophy? A trophy or some cake or something? I get a... Okay, I have enough trophies, and I have plenty of cake. But I could always use more, Andy. In case you have, like, a Duncan Hines uh, black credit card. I don't. Where you get the cake whenever you want. What? Yeah. That exists? Yeah. Yeah, they give it out to, like, celebrities and heroes and dottores. Anybody anywhere has to, like, where can you get I, your cake? I think it might be a Haagen-Dazs or Carmel. Okay, so you have, to go, you have to go to their, like, place and pick it up. No, I don't know. I mean, I assume. But I don't know. What am I, Dairy Queen? I'm the Dairy King, baby. If anybody knows where you can get and how you get free cake for life cards, Mm -hmm. contact Dottore at at AskDottore on Twitter. Wow, this was an early plug. (laughs) I think the show is accomplished, Andy. Oh, all right. Well, this was fun. Thank you. But Andy, let's get down into brass snacks. Okay. Why are you here today? Uh, I'm here to to talk about... It's spring, Dottore. Uh-huh. And also, it's was recently Mother's Day. Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> it was recently Mother's Day. Just, we just passed Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So I thought this would be a good time to talk to you about one of my favorite and least favorite things. Mothers? Babies! Wow! I don't know what a mother is like. <laughs> it's like a baby, but bigger. Oh. Well, good. A lot of then what we'll be talking about today will apply to mothers as well. Okay. Well, it's kind of universal because here's the thing. I just recently found out that I was a baby at one point. What? And you were too, probably, Dottore. I can no believe. Unless you're a clone. I'm not a clown. I knew it. I'm a crown jewel of academe. Oh. Andy, why did you choose to talk about babies? Um, I don't know. Something about the springtime when you go outside and uh-huh. it's like there's all these bees and like... Aminals, and then also I have a bunch of babies scattered around town. What? Yeah, I've got like six babies. Just scattered about the city of Chicago? That I'm training for different things. What are you training them for? One of them I'm training to be uh, like really fast and good with knives. Yeah. And another one I'm training to be a demolitions expert. Uh Uh-huh. And another one I'm training to talk to animals. Andy, are you creating a super heist squad with babies? Listen, I'm not... I'm not going to be one of those parents that dictates their children's lives sure. for them. But I am planning a heist for 2014. Oh my goodness. We're going to break into the Louvre. What are you going to steal? I don't know what's in there. Andy, wouldn't it be funny if in 2014 someone does break into the Louvre? And then the cops show like, up at the door and they're like, 
They're like, you shouldn't have told us two years ago on Blaster Podcast. We listened to Blaster Podcast because we're the French police. We're the gardrarm. Nous sommes les police de français. <laughs> yeah. Les bébés sont dans le Louvre. <laughs> That's totally what they're like. I hate those guys. <laughs> hey, leave them alone. Sorry. We have a couple downloads in France. If in 2014 it turns out that a group of babies have successfully stolen something from the Louvre, I will happily go to jail for that crime, even though I would have nothing to do with it. Yeah, I feel like if the babies can do it, just let them. And that stands for anything, that's good for anything babies can do. Andy, you are like a free cake card of taking the fall for baby crime. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You're not the first person to say that about me. That's the only thing it says in my OkCupid profile. You have OkCupid? Nope. Oh. But if I did, when I get home tonight and I fill it in, Mm -hmm. that's the only thing I'm writing in there and see if anybody responds. I bet they will. Let me write this down so it's, I'm like a free cake card of taking the fall for baby crime? Mm Mm-hmm. Because a lot of ladies out there, all the single ladies, they don't have forever. No. Their biogenital clock is ticking and they're ready to squirt out a baby. Thank you. That's the grossest thing you've ever said. Oh, it's going to get worse. <laughs> so, Andy. Yeah. Andy. Yep. We have understood why you want to talk about babies, because it's spring, you got babies on the mind, and Mother's Day. Yep. But, Andy. What? You should be aware by now that we can't simply talk about the subject oh, of no. any particular episode. No. No? Well, you better believe it, buddy, because say time for episode 13, Andy North, all about babies, lightning round review, brought to you by Pritos, now available in hickory-smoked dolphin, mouth-watering morsels of deep-fried dorsals. (laughs) But enough of this bullshit, let's get busy. Andy, you know how the lightning round review works. Yep. Okay. Question number one. What's your favorite color of baby? Oh, my goodness. We're not pulling any punches today, Andy. <laughs> no. You if are under oath. Green baby. If I saw a green baby, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Correct. Question number two. How does a baby sound about now? <laughs> Correct. Question number three. How many babies equals one man? How many babies could one man fight, or how many babies standing on each other's shoulders would be in a trench coat pretending to be a man? That's the closer of the two. Fourteen. Correct. Question number four. Complete this famous equation. Oh, blank, blank, how was I supposed to know? Uh, oh, baby, baby. How Correct! Was <laughs> That's from the, the song. Question number five. <laughs> it actually took me a minute to parse what you were asking. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Uh, question number five. The first poop that comes out of a newborn baby is mm. called the meconium. What is the last poop called? Uh, the apocalypse. Correct. That's God's poop. (laughs) Question number six. Have you ever fantasized about... Yes. Let me finish. Strangling a baby. (laughs) Well, we have your answer, Andy. No! So, police in 2014, (laughs) if you find any strangled babies... That is a baby-related crime that Andy North is responsible for. No, no, no. That was... This is trick... This is that ambush journalism that I've heard about. M. Night Shyamalan. What a twist. This is why, Andy, you need to listen to the complete question before buzzing in. Boy, oh boy. But your answer is in. You have fantasized about strangling a baby. <laughs> uh... 
Strangling a baby. Congratulations, though, Andy. <laughs> All the questions are slain. Your prize? A tincture of delicious green dragon. <clears throat> green dragon is not legal in the continental United States. If you have problems with aging, food dependence, or fear-related heart rate increase, please talk to your doctor before taking green dragon. Green dragon should not be taken by women who are pregnant, expecting to become pregnant, or just regular. Call your doctor to find out if green dragon is right for you, but it probably isn't. So there. Ooh. I'm gonna drink this. Go for it. <laughs> Cut! Again! Well, we've come a long way together, through the hard times and the good. I have to celebrate you, Andy. I need to praise you like I should. So let's get daunting business. Please treat us to your paltry and flavorless knowledge of the science of babies. <laughs> okay. I've got a whole bunch of interesting baby facts that you maybe don't know, Dottore. Is that like a fact but smaller? Like fun size? Yes. Good. And also, facts about babies. Oh. For example, did you know that... When a baby is born, it has 300 bones. Yes. Do you know how many bones a grown-up has? Of course I know that. How many? I know how many. How do you know how many? 206. Yes, that's exactly right. Is Congratulations, you answered it right. So you're born with more <laughs> bones than you have when you become an adult because your bones fuse together. So like a couple of small bones will fuse together become one mega bone. A mega bone, like a Voltron bone! That's right. Or a Power Rangers bone, if you were born a little bit later. Uh, or a Power Rangers bone. Or a Power Rangers turbo bone, or Power Rangers samurai bone. I have written a lot of stories about Power Rangers and their turbo bones. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'll read you one. Okay. I'll have to get it on my Amazon crumble. <clears throat> MD, let me ask you a question then. Mm-hmm. What are the differences between babies and other rodents? Rodents? Rodents. You know, like a hedgehog or oh. a squirrel. Sure. Well, one of the things about human babies that's uh, different from most other animals and even other mammals is that human babies are, like, completely useless for a long time after they're born. Tell me about it. So, Move out of the house already. That's what I'm talking about. They don't have any source of income. Uh-uh. But because humanity evolved to be such a social and pack animal, we don't really ever need to do anything on our own. So we're kind of one of the few animals that can have babies that can be totally useless and defenseless for a couple of years. Because the other humans will protect it? Yeah. <clears throat> but babies then, what they have evolved are a whole bunch of uh, ways to alert adult humans uh, when they're feeling distressed. And also to make us uh, love them so that we don't want to eat them. Give me one of examples. I will tell you. So like a baby has larger eyes in proportion to its body. It's got a larger head uh, than an adult human being. It's got sort of exaggerated facial features. And uh, that is what adult humans find cute. Huh. And it's something that you automatically want to kind of protect when you look at it. And you'll notice if you take a look at like cartoons, something in a cartoon that's supposed to be cute looking will have those same features exaggerated because we have evolved to think that that is cute. Now, I find it strange, and I do not mean any disrespect yep. to any people who are out there who are like this. Oh, this is going to be good. <clears throat> Let's talk like a dwarf. Sure. Dwarfism, I don't know if that's the legit term, but those guys have like a largely proportioned head to body, like, mm -hmm. a, like similar to a baby. Sure. So why aren't people like, I want to take care of you? Um... Well, I wouldn't like to speculate, but I would think that, first of all... It, 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 we answer the hard-hitting <laughs> questions here on Blaster Podcast. Well, okay, assume <laughs> that you were a person that had dwarfism, right? Done. Um, 
I would assume that you would probably not want people to come up and like want to cuddle and, and kiss you just uh, for no reason, like they would a baby. Then I don't think you understand how needy I am. And it's not because of my dwarfism. It's because I have a problem with my personality. You don't like to be touched, though. You don't like when people invade your personal space. No, but I want them to fawn on me. <laughs> so you want people to try so that you can reject them. Yeah, it gives me a sense of power. Oh, we're psychoanalyzing you right now, Dottore. What? Get out of my head! I'm just going to put my hand on your shoulder and see... We'll just see how long we can leave it there. No, you won't. See, here it goes. No, you won't. There it is. Noof! 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 I'm not taking it off. Noof! I'm going to leave it. Noof! 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 Just let Noof! Are you barking? Noof! Sorry, it's an involuntary reflex I have. Okay, I'm going to wipe my hand. Noof! Do you have... I'm not even there anymore, Dottore. Noof! I f it's a phantom limb! It feels like it's there! Do you have any alcohol swipes or anything? I sure do. You want to suck on this one? Sure. Okay. Thank you. No, MD, while you're sucking on that, let me ask you a question. We all know how bumbies are made, but just for freshening, mm -hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit more about the baby forge? Where babies come from? Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, when a man loves a woman very much, uh, <laughs> sometimes he will, uh, have you heard of, like, uh, the clubs? The clubs? Yeah, have you ever been to the clubs? You mean like the the uh, suit and cards? No, 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 no. Uh, like at a place where you dance. Oh, like a discotheque. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where people go to make babies, basically. Really? And so you'll go to a club, uh -huh. and you will take out your penis, and you will find a lady's vagina who is like a lady that wants to have a baby with you. And then you will... And then you'll do it. Do what? Have you heard of the Harlem Shake? Uh, yes. That is one way of making a baby. Also, the stanky leg. Uh-huh. Or the electric slide. Or the creep. Or the creep. That's a good one. Um, and then, <laughs> if you do that successfully, then um, nine months later, a baby comes out. So, Andy, yep. what I'm gleaning from this uh, directive of yours is, if I want to make a baby, yep. I must first fall in love with a woman. Yes. Go to a dance club. Mm -hmm. Take out my penis. She takes out her Vi Viagra. And then we dance. Yep. Mm. <clears throat> You've got the basic gist of it. Where does my sporum come in? Your what? My sporum. Your what? My sporum. You oh. know that, that hot sauce that comes out of my shooter? What? Oh, God. What? Well, if you're talking about spores, if you're a fungus, you can just lay down on something and spores will come onto your body and drift along on the wind. Ah, yes. Asexual reproduction. One of my favorites. Can you do that? Yeah. I wouldn't put it past you. I wouldn't put it a uh, future of me either. Are you asking what happens to Tori with with your with your semen? This is my bing bong. My semen. Yes. We keep getting further away from the actual word. What? Well, that is what comes that's what goes from your body into a lady body. That's, that's why I have to dance so hard. That's why you have to dance so hard. To shake that Harlem out of me. A lot of the euphemisms in songs are basically telling you in in a bunch of different ways, shake your body so hard that semen comes out of it. Huh. It's like I'm a piñata. Come on, everybody, make it do that conga. No one can control yourself any longer. Shake your body until semen comes out of it. That's what that song is about. Have you never listened to those lyrics? <laughs> no. Well, that's what they're talking about. I'm forbidden to listen to hot music. Who forbid you? My mom. Your mom. My mom. And your meat serpent father. Oh, he doesn't have ears. Doesn't he? He just licks the ground to hear things. Oh, like an Indian. <clears throat> what? You know, when they... When they would put their face to the ground. 
You mean a Native American? I'm sorry, a Native American. <laughs> yes, that's the most offensive thing that we've said so far. <laughs> but when a Native American will put their face to the ground, they could tell if a buffalo was coming because they talked to the ants. Or when a dwarf sticks their horns in the earth. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Andy, babies' heads are very heavy for them. How's come? Babies' heads are very heavy for them. How's come? How's come? How's come? I honestly don't really know the answer to that question, but I would assume that there is a minimum brain size that you have to have for your body to function, which would explain why a baby's head is so large in proportion to its body when it first comes out of its mom. Yeah, they got a big brainioli. They got a big brainioli. Their brain's like uh, about 25% of what it's eventually going to be. Whoa, it gets bagger? It gets bagger. Thank goodness. The brain is, I think, uh, by the time you're in kindergarten, is at 100% brain size. What? But it keeps developing. How? Well, you keep adding wrinkles into it, right? So once your brain is the normal size that it's going to be, then you start adding features onto it like a map. Oh! You got brain wrinkles. It's like I, you know, I've already got my base model uh, Chevy Camaro, but I have to soup it up a little bit with a V8 engine. Do you drive a Chevy Camaro? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I don't like to barg, but yes. <laughs> oh, you're not bragging. <clears throat> oh, Chevy Camaro, uh, cherry apple red. Uh-huh. Okay, V8 engine. Sure. Uh, uh, also got to make sure I have uh, the rims mm-hmm. on the wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Brembo uh, disc brakes. Uh, I, got, <laughs> I have a Hemi, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, LED headlights. Yep. And instead of using gasoline, uh, it runs on Vaseline. Ew. Yeah, nobody wants to ride in it. Does it have an engine or do you just lube it up and push it down a hill? Oh, that the second one. That's also where babies come from. What? My Camaro? If you love a woman very much, uh-huh. sometimes you take a car. And you lube it up. Real good. Uh-huh. Push it down a hill. Okay. The lady is at the bottom of the hill. Uh-huh. In a position. And she gets manslaughtered? <laughs> no. Oh. I'm not suggesting kill a woman. But you're not... I can't really... Not <laughs> suggesting to kill a woman. <laughs> so she's gonna tell because you strangled that baby. Stop it. Okay. Strangle baby. Indy... <laughs> How long does it take a human baby to become a worker? Um, that's a great question. Okay. <laughs> so when a baby is born, uh, their grip is strong enough. So babies' bodies develop in at different rates. Their grip is strong enough when they're a baby to support their whole body weight. So if you were to, for whatever reason, want to dangle a baby from like a bar. Oh, yeah. If you have them grip the bar and then just let go, <laughs> their grip will be enough to maintain their whole body weight. That sounds so sweet. Right? You could have like a little cliffhanger baby. Uh, so let's do it. Let's they, find a baby. Uh, no, I'm not suggesting anyone do this, but oh. if you wanted to, you could. Okay. Um, but in other ways, they, for example, a baby's neck cannot support the weight of its head, which is why you have to support its head when you pick up a baby. Seems like a bad evolutionary move. It's not a great evolutionary move. That's why babies have, they have certain reflexes from the minute they're born uh, that make them easier to pick up and hold, huh. put their feet automatically into a certain way that makes it easier to hold them against your chest. Uh, if you put your finger in a baby's hand, it will automatically close its hand around your finger, even if it can't see it. Weird. Stuff like that. Yeah, I know it's gross. But they're basically built to be held and carried and taken care of for the first months and years of their life. Huh. Well, there you go. And when they cry, that is like... uh, The worst sound on earth. It is. And do you know why? Because babies are monster devils? They're the grossest thing in the world. And secondly, 
evolutionarily, you are programmed to prioritize the sound of a baby's cries over pretty much everything else. Aww. So when a baby's crying somewhere, your brain is on high alert and it's saying, go fix this baby. Go shake that noise. Exactly. No, don't shake it. Oh. Uh, Harlem shake it? Snap. End of noise. This has been Dottore Valardo's How to Take Care of Your Baby. I'm going to continue. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's one of a, that's a baby's defense mechanism. It can't do anything to protect itself, but if it cries, all the adult humans around right, they swarm. are programmed to come and protect it Nuzzle from it. a lion. Huh. Okay. Uh, well, what else don't I know about a baby Oh, you do? It seems like you don't know anything about babies. Hey, hey, hey. Can I tell you about witch's milk? <laughs> yeah, you can try. <laughs> I don't believe in witches. You probably know more than I do about witches. Okay. But uh, when you're born, uh, when a baby is born, whether it's male or female, sometimes it will lactate. Because it's got... I know. It's got a high proportion of estrogen in its system because it came out of its mom. Uh So until its own hormones start to regulate (laughs) themselves, it can have like a whole lot of lady hormones in it. And that means I'm a baby. A little bit of... A little bit of lactation coming out. So it's called witch's milk. You could feed another baby on the milk of one other baby. <laughs> you could make like a chain of babies all feeding off each other. Just sucking on them titties. <laughs> a bunch of little Ew. babies. Ew. Like they loving it, hugging it, baby. You don't you want me? That's what that Peaches song was about. I don't know what the Peaches song is, but it sounds gross. No, oh, it's it's not a happy song. Uh, also. Yo. Babies respond better to the sound of a female voice than a male voice, which is hypothesized to be why when you're talking to a baby, everybody kind of starts talking in this high-pitched <laughs> voice like this. <laughs> it's called mother-ease. What? That's what scientists call it. Mother-ease. Mother-ease. Because uh, babies will respond to that tone of voice better than they respond to like you going up and just talking in your normal voice. My name is Dottore Bellardo! Wake up! Wake up! That's normally how I talk to a baby and uh, comfort them. How many times do you have to wake up a baby in a day? <laughs> do you know how often they fall asleep? They're the laziest! I do. They sleep for between 18 and 20 hours a day. So lazy! And are you, are you doing a lot of... Do you have babies as a labor force? No! I have them as a heat source. Like a blanket of babies? Yeah. Then you won't want them to wake up. Um, but they move around more when they're awoken. I just put in my earplugs, my earbuds, right? I put on some smooth music, like, uh-huh. uh, like, uh... Careless know. Whisper. Thank you. Uh, and then I lay down, Balnoss covers me with a sheet of interconnected babies, and... <laughs> that are feeding off each other. Uh-huh. And I pass out. From drunkenness. What a charmed life you lead. You know, it's a hard life, but it's a worthwhile life because I pursued my dreams. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you went to business school, you messed up. You should have followed your passion and become a scientist like Dottore. I have my own podcast. <laughs> business. You could have a kobold <laughs> cover you in a blanket of babies every night. Uh-huh. Man, I can't wait till those babies grow up. What? Because I'm getting bigger. And I need more surface area. Oh, just for the surface area. To cover my voluminous ponds. Well, couldn't you just go out and, like, get some adult humans to lay on top of you? Eh, gross. I don't think you... Okay. You're right. Thanks. Did you know, Dottore... I know Dottore! Speaking of babies growing up... Uh Uh-huh. If a baby were to continue growing for its whole life at the rate that it grows, 
In the first day of Christmas, <laughs> my true love gave babies one tiny lactose, two witches' titties, three large head proportions, four blankets of infants, five terrible screams. <laughs> Haunting me at night, <laughs> I can't close my eyes or they'll come back. This is why you should not strangle children. All of the bad things that we've said were just... Just a dream, which just is Just wiped dream. clean just now. Andy, I think I have to pay royalties on that Christmas song. Oh, well, we're going to have to cut that out. Cripes. Happy birthday. No, Andy, shut up. <laughs> okay, uh, but if a baby continued to grow yeah. at the, the rate that it grows in the first year of its life, yeah. by the time it was an adult... Nope. Be 25 feet tall. No way! Weigh 315 pounds. Oh, well, that's close to me. Yeah. But a lot taller. They'd be a little slimmer than you, but about four times as tall? How tall are you? Pretty tall. That was a bad estimate, because that, be, that would mean you're seven feet tall. I'm not good at math. I can fit through a portal. Can you? Mm-hmm. I mean, vertically. Oh. Andy. Yep. Babies. Yeah. They grow quickly. They do. Okay, what point in the life do they get useful? Useful for, like, hard labor? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some... In the first year or so, they develop a whole bunch of things that they'll need later in life. So, you develop uh, awareness of self after about a year. So, oh. the baby starts to think of itself as like, Oh, I am a thing that exists in the world, too. It all goes downhill from there. Yeah, and then it gets gross. Do Why? you remember that when you deter... Do you remember... Finding out that you were a thing? When I switched on? Yeah. No, Andy. Probably not. I cannot recall that moment. No, you don't actually probably remember anything since uh, before you were three. We don't tend to encode memories before the age of three. Huh. So whatever happens to you as a baby, it might make an impression on you, but you can't consciously remember it. Good to know. Mm. Well, why do you say that so ominously? <clears throat> no reason. Oh, right, your baby blanket. They're probably not going to want to remember that. No, they don't, because I have B.O. Ugh, baby odor. <laughs> baby odor. Hello! I smell like powder, like an old lady. <laughs> uh, when a baby is like, uh, they don't develop the knowledge of object permanence until about nine months. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? What? That means the understanding that when you can't see an object, it still exists. Oh, yeah! So when you're playing peekaboo with like a little baby, mm -hmm. the reason they love it so much is because they can't figure out where you go when you cover your face. It's like, you, to them, you're disappearing and reappearing. That is crazy. So that's a game that's teaching them about object permanence. Babies are so dumb. They are. And it's fun to trick a baby. Yeah. Or to steal all a baby's money in a heist. In 2014? <laughs> I, I don't think a baby's running a Louvre, necessarily. Wait, you want to steal money from a baby? Yeah, if a baby ever became a multimillionaire... It would be totally easy to pull a heist on that baby. Yeah, because object permanence. Even if they walked in on you, you could just cover your face with your hands. <laughs> that works with uh, uh, bank uh, video surveillance, too. Does it? No face, no case. You heard it here first from Dottore. Hard-hitting news. Oh, we should do a little section on bank robbing tips. We should. Later. <laughs> because a lot of my audience uh, robs banks for fun and sport. Well, they probably know more than we do. That. It's good for your health. Oh my gosh. If you could train a baby to rob a bank, that would be the perfect crime because no one will believe it. No. You'd look at that. You would look at that security camera footage and oh. people would be like, well, this is obviously doctored because that's a baby. Right. Meanwhile, it's knives. My trained baby. 
Your train baby is called Knives? Well, to keep him, yeah, to keep him straight. <laughs> Otherwise, if he's not called Knives, he might walk a crooked path down life? No, babies all look the same. They look the same? They do. You're racist. A little bit. You're baby racist. I said green was my favorite color of baby. You tried to pimp me into being a baby racist earlier. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't need to pimp you. Because you're in like a you're like a slut of racism. <laughs> you just give it away. Oh, shoot. I have to add that to my OKCuber profile. <laughs> yes. Don't forget to put that on your special <laughs> skills part of your resume. A slut of racism. <laughs> You'll be racist to whoever the highest bidder is. Oh. That's why... Don't like gypsies? <laughs> It's okay, no gypsies are listening to this. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves shake your body hard enough until semen comes out. Oh, I love that one! That's a great one. By Nicki Minaj. Yep. Andy, is there anything else about babies that you need to get off your chest? Not really. They have a good sense of smell. What? So, yeah, they can smell much better than you can. Babies can. They can determine their own mother by smell. And guess what? What? Mothers are coded to their baby scent within like three days. So after three days, it had been proven that uh, more often than not, so not an overwhelming majority, but a mother can tell her own baby out of a room full of babies just by smell, Whoa. even if their eyes have been covered up. That's cool. Isn't that neat? Yeah. So if you see a lady with a blindfold on sniffing babies, it's fine. Like Lady Justice. Yes. That's why they blindfolded her. Exactly, because she sniffs every baby immigrant that comes to the United States. Okay. <laughs> and determines whether they are biologically hers or not? Yes. I'm going to guess most of them aren't. That's how we can smell criminals. Um, you're saying it is criminal? I guess technically it is criminal to be an illegal alien. To be an illegal alien, yeah, that's the very definition. <laughs> but I'm saying we should, Lady Justice can tell by scent whether or not a baby is going to be a criminal when it grows up. That's oh, her superpower. So she knows the nature Versus the nurture. Yes. She can smell crooked jeans. Exactly. Speaking of crooked jeans, mm -hmm. you should check out my GQ photo <laughs> spot. <laughs> and that'll put a crook in your jeans? Yeah, just go to gq.net slash balordo. I really like that term. I've, have you? Did you just make that up? Crooked jeans? Yeah, to put a crook in your jeans? No. Here's something that'll put a crook in your jeans. It's called... Constipados, <laughs> the candy bar that gives you an extra treat. That's a project to work on. You're building a mystery. Oh, it was fun, and then you ruined it, because now it's gross. What is gross? Oh, speaking of things that are gross. Yo. Uh, used to be, uh, you used to spit on yourself. Ancient Greeks used to spit on themselves to ward off the evil eye. So people would bring their babies around, and for good <laughs> luck, people in the community would spit on their baby. <laughs> And this was like a thing. It was like, it was like, <laughs> hey, why didn't you spit on my baby? A baptism of bacteria. Do you want them to have bad luck? You know, sometimes the old ways are the best ways. You know what I heard is that's, that's why we evolved to like kissing. What? Is because, let's assume that you're in love with a woman. Before you take her out to the clubs, right? <laughs> to mate. You would kiss for a while. And one of the things that I've seen hypothesized is that that's because... That gets the lady your germs. She gets accustomed to your body's germs so that when you then go to make a baby with her, uh -huh. she doesn't get sick from being exposed to your bacteriums. Interesting. I mean, nowadays you would have dated for a long time, but back in the caveman times, yeah. you would have only maybe had a little bit of time to get to know a lady before you're having babies with her. Before the mammoth comes and crushes the life out of you. That's right. Mammoth. Goes, no, no. <laughs> 
Everybody loves Mammoth. <laughs> Barbara! What was that voice? That was, a uh, Pineapple? Yeah. It's Pete, the prehistoric pineapple. Okay, so, you know, if you take the romance out of kissing, mm-hmm. it's a pretty disgusting it's thing. It's pretty gross, right? It's like, let me put this bacterial slime hole on yours. La, 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 la. That's another thing for the old profile. That's why I always kiss through a straw. Bacterial slime hole. Bacterial slime hole. That's what it is, isn't it? That's what a mouth is when you're kissing with it. Yep. Hmm. Oh. I always kiss through Proxy. Do you? Yeah. Do you pay someone to kiss ladies for you? Yeah, his name's Proxy. Oh. Proxy comes over twice a week, and I deep throat kiss him. <laughs> like real, like getting my face like completely mashed into his face. Sure. It's just business, Andy. Sure. And Proxy goes out into the world. He finds a lady that he assumes I would be attracted to. First, he takes a, a mild uh, sample of her blood. No, he And doesn't. then he shoves his lips down her lips. Uh-huh. Her mouth lips. That sounds like where the legend of Spring-Heeled Jack came from. What's that? It's a guy that would go around jumping in front of ladies and then jumping away. <laughs> sounds terrifying. Like, did they catch him? I don't think they did. It's like one of the worst urban legends in the world, because that was the only thing he did. He would startle people, and then they'd said he would... It was in Victorian London. So it's like you have Jack the Ripper and then Spring-Heeled Jack, and he would just scare you and then bounce away. But everyone said that he could bounce higher than a human being could bounce. Is it because of his gummy berry juice? I think so. Oh. Magic and mystery are part of their history. I can fly twice as high. Shake your body (laughs) until semen comes out. Oh, every (laughs) time with this guy. Andy, you're on like a seminal loop. Sorry. Oh, no. That's who you are. Don't apologize for being you, but get out. I feel like I should apologize. I feel like we should both apologize for being us. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Sorry Sorry for being us. us. End of show! Hooray! Forever? Andy, do you have anything more to say about babies? No, I'm done with babies. Two? Oh, Oh. wait! One last thing. Ah, what? Uh, The average for male and female babies born every year, you want to know? Yeah. It's about 1,049 male babies. To every 1,000 female babies. Wait, wait, wait. Is this just in the United States? Nope, in the whole world. The whole world? Only 1,049 of babies are born each year? No. For every 1,000 female babies, there are 1,049 male babies born. Why more males? I don't know. Maybe because males were more disposable. We get trampled by mammoths, so they need to make more dudes. Huh. I don't know. Well, that's weird. I'm not an evolutionist. Is it maybe for males to have fights over? Yep. Breeding rights? When you lock your antlers with another male? Yeah. And then you both drown. Why? Because you locked your antlers together in the middle of a river and then you drowned. I didn't know we were in the middle of a river. Oh, where do you have your antler fights? Normally I just uh, go down to a, a nasty part of town and I say, Warriors, come out and play. And then they come out. And we antler lock, <laughs> and I wake up a couple days later with a disconnected jawbone. Hmm. Well, it takes all sorts to make a world, I guess. Yeah, different strokes. Streaks on vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Streaks on vagina. Never, Never mattered before. before. Who, Who cares? cares? When you drop kick your jacket. When you walk through the door. <laughs> no one glad. And then you shake your body hard enough until the... Don't say it. 
Thank you. Willikers, that was an interesting discussion, Andy. But now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Catch that wheel! Now, Andy, the rules of the game are simple. All you have to do is mount the jousting podium, untether... Now, Andy, the rules of the game are simple. All you have to do is mount the jousting podium, untethered. <laughs> now, Andy, the rules of the game are simple. All you have to do is mount the jousting podium, untether the barfoon, and... Ah! Ah! Are you okay? Ah! Yeah, I'm okay. Now, the winner of this round will get to advance to the next... Something's wrong with you, man. I'm fine. Ow! No, get back on the jousting podium. We must play catch that well. Oh, my pubis. Do you want some water? No, I'm too proud for water. <laughs> but you're okay lying on the floor? I'm doubled over in pain. Tripled over. What? Because you're fat. Shut up, you. Now quickly, fetch me my ex-James. Ex-James? No, my ex-gynecographer, James. That's not a real job. Well, that's why he's my ex-gynecographer. And you keep this gynecographer where exactly? In the phone machine. Call him and tell him he needs to make an immediate house Carl. House call? Carl's fine. Thank you for asking. Now make the call. Straight down the middle. That's 1-800-C-A-L-L. I think I got it. In your contacts, I see a Dr. James afoot. Is that your doctor? No, the other one. Dr. James and the Giant Peach? No, the other That's... other one! Oh, Dr. Ted James? Ted James! <laughs> Please don't make those sounds. Boo-how. Okay, simmer down, I'm gonna call him. You've reached the voicemail of Dr. Ted James. For mail order narcotics, press 1. For organ laundering, press 2. For any other medical concerns, please contact your nearest hospital or vet. Thanks for calling, and have a righteous day. What does he say? He's not home. Ah! My pains are starting again! And I'm leaking! Oh. What is this devil fluid? Dottore, if I didn't know any better, I'd... I'd say you're in labor. Impossible! I'm part of the 1%. I voted for Mitch Bomney. The werewolf? The very same. I don't mean labor is in workforce, I mean you're birthing a child. Vittori, I thought you were a man. Me too! Well, if you're pregnant, then you're not. Look, I don't know. I haven't seen my Django in years. Because of your voluminous blastropod? And my bulbous pons. It's gross. It's nature! Well, maybe the reason you've been so swollen and cranky all this time is you've been gestating a baby. Come to think on it, I have been overly emotional for the last nine months. Uh, well, I'm gonna call down your friend Bolnaz and she can deliver the baby! No! Bolnaz is my servant! She cannot see me in such an unpignified state! Ah! Andy! You must deliver my baby! Nope! Come on! Don't want to. Uh, I'd do it for you! No, you wouldn't, because I can't have a child. Baron, huh? That's hard, man. No, it's because I don't have a uterus. A hubris? Shut up. Ah! Yes! Ah! Wait! Andy, help me push! Nope! I'm out. <laughs> Fine, then. I'll punch this baby out all by myself. Move! Oh, I give up. I guess I'll just play with my fapple mamdroid. Don't give up, Detore. Give it the old college try. But I don't feel like it. Would you fancy a spot of help? Yeah! Yeah! Deploy the infant sucker! Infant sucker? Activate it. Yeah, buenos dias, amigos! Yo soy el chubanino! The baby sucker! That's right! Now let's suck this naughty baby out of your hole and forget this ever happened! Great! What do I do now? Step one! 
Give me your wallet. Okay. Bon. Step two. Pull out your vagina. I think I have one of those on the shelf somewhere. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, reveal to me. La Puerta de los Niños. Oh, okay. Let me flip over. <clears throat> the Torre. I don't think that is a vagina. Give me a break. It's the biggest hole I've got. And it also looks like there's a little fish's tail poking out of your caboose. It's crowning. Quick. Turn on the sucker. Don't tell me how to do my job. Ah, now, Chupa Nino. Okay, okay. Hold on to something. Ah, oh, that tickles. Oh, ah, here it comes. Ah! Oh dear. You. Me. Who is this? Greetings, darlings. It's me, Sam Minman, fishy gadabout and celebrated columnist of the National Dream World Digest. It's Sam Man. No, that's not my name. So, how did you get trapped in the colon of this porcine gas bag? Jace. Elementary, my dear boy. You see, every night when the Torre nods off, his conscious mind travels to dreamland. That's where you're from. Quiet. And once he's occupied in the intangible realm, I'm free to swim upstream through his thoughts and issue forth into the physical world. And she'll grow inside him like on Paquito Nino Pez? A little Pez baby? A fish baby? No, afraid not. You see, I swim inside the Torre's hindquarters. <laughs> What's so funny, Salmon Man? <laughs> the greatest trick the devil ever played. <laughs> Was just to love and be loved in return? Nope. <laughs> uh, afraid not. You see, I swim inside the... T <laughs> <laughs> I have to say the sentence in this voice. <laughs> Alright, one more. <clears throat> we got this. <laughs> uh, do you just want to do it from Afraid Not? And she'll grow inside of him like a... Um, Paquito Nino Pez? A little Pez, baby? No, fish, baby. No, afraid not. You see, I swim inside the Tory's hindquarters every night for buggery. Please tell me he's mispronouncing buglery. Oh, do grow up, Torre. I've had you six ways from Sainsbury's. I think I'm freaking out. Um, seems like Juto have a lot to talk about. I'll see myself out. Just you and me again, eh, Torre? Please leave my pod chamber. Shall I just head out the way I came then? Yes. No! Once more into the breach! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what an adventure, huh? Mm. It's a shame you weren't around to see how that birthing concluded. I am glad that I wasn't. It happened in, in a way you wouldn't expect. Ah, uh, looking at the fluids that are on the floor in here, I'm glad I missed it, whatever I, it was. I think I dropped some caviar. I don't... Not interested. Okay. Hey, Andy. Yep. Do you have a watch? Uh, no. Well, do you need to know what time it is? Yeah, what time is it? It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs! Not drugs, but plugs! Give me a hug! Oh. Don't you dare! Got me again. <laughs> two types of people in the Old West. The quick and the dead. Although the Old West, everyone from then is dead by now. Did they ever get hugs? The, in the old, old west? west? I think they developed that as a way to introduce skin bacteria to their mates. Oh. Do you think a cowboy ever told another cowboy that he was going to give him a six-gun kiss? Nope. Like as a threat? <laughs> okay. I'm going to kiss you with bullets all over. <laughs> no. Oh. I think that they were... I think they were homophobic enough that they wouldn't even 
suggest kissing another man, even when it's in a threat. Sure. We should get that started. What, homophobia? No. It's going strong in this country. I don't think we should. Okay. Andy! What? It's time for plugs, mother plugger! Alright! Do you have any special Mother's Day plugs? Uh, yeah. Like, my mom is gonna be celebrating Mother's Day, uh, probably before this comes out. Okay. Because it was recently. Um, I don't have any special Mother's Day plugs, but come and see the Planetary Defense Force. Woo! We're gonna be doing an episode at, uh, the Chicago Nerd Comedy Festival. What at stage is that? 773. It's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Sounds great. It's a bunch of, of, of nerd-focused comedy. So we'll be doing a show there. I don't know why. Uh, do you know when? It's not nerdy. May 31st. So if you're in Chicago on May 31st, uh, get tickets. We will be doing a show at 9 o'clock at the Nerd Comedy Fest. And do you have a Facebook presence where my friends can check out uh, Planetary Defense Force? Absolutely. We've got a bunch of stuff coming out this summer. So check out uh, Facebook.com slash Planetary Defense Force. All one word. All one word. Yep. Anything else? No. All right, then. Are you sure? Yep. Then prepare to get your earfuls with my plugs. <laughs> Andy, I don't know if you're aware of this, but my idiot roommate, Mark Soloff, uh, acts and writes for a, uh, a sci-fi series called Our Fair City. I've listened to that podcast. It's yeah, very good. Thank you. It's all because of me. I know. I tell Mark what to write. Um, so, I've been uh, mentioning this for a long time, but now this month, season four of Our Fair City will be uh, beginning. Episode one of season four is coming out. Can you give us a taste of what's going to be coming up in this season? Oh, I'd love to. Let me hold it up against the mic so they can lick their earbuds and taste it. You taste it? Tastes like headphones. Or speakers. No, Andy, to, <laughs> to answer your question, I cannot reveal uh, the plot. Andy, what? enough about other people's podcasts. Let's talk about Blaster Podcast. Woo! Just like Planetary Defense Force, Blaster Podcast also has its own presence on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, so please like Blaster Podcast and get all the hottest, juiciest updates. Also, if you want to communicate with me, ask me any science questions, or just see how I'm doing, contact me or check me out on Twitter at AskDotore. Well, Andy, it's been a fine, fine episode. That it has. Happy spring to you, Andy. Happy spring to you. Live long and Spock. You live long and shake so hard that the semen comes out of your body. <laughs> Come on, everybody, make you do that somehow. Okay, 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 okay. done. <laughs>